Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 43 of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time or listen to it on your own time on podcast services like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify. We appreciate however you choose to consume our content and the show, uh, including, including, this, this is very important, subscribing to, to us on Twitch. Uh, that, that being the specifically the Prime Gaming uh, subscription that you get for free because you definitely have uh, Amazon Prime and you should absolutely toss that thing our way. You get a free Prime Gaming subscription when you do that. Uh, if you don't have any actual money, it's, it's a good way to, to, to help us out, for sure. Uh, regardless, we're still going to be here. We still enjoy doing what we do. Uh, I'm your team leader for, for tonight, uh, AJ Fraser, and I am joined by Alex Ballant. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Uh, Behind... What is it? Play has no limits, so it's time to power your dreams. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Uh, behind the ones and twos, we got Alex Kozina. Hey, hey. How's it going? Going great. Nathan McInerney's here. Yo, what's going on? We've also got Mr. Mitch George. Video games are cool, everybody. Hell yeah. And if you may, uh, if you're watching the Twitch stream, you may have noticed another person is here. Uh, someone uh, v very, very new to to me, especially. Uh, we're, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce you. You're, you are Taylor Lyles. Yes, I am an American. Yeah. I have infiltrated this Canadian podcast. <laughs> Finally, Wait, we've, we've had a... told me this. Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we've had we've had non-Canadians oh. on before, so it's not unheard of. We've had a yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. So I'm like a, a spiritual Canadian, if, if for what it's worth. Ooh, love a good thing there we go. Question though, what now, kind of cheese are you putting on that poutine? You got you got to get the actual cheese curds. They have some. Oh, like, thank God. Yeah, because like yeah. there's a there's a Trader Joe's like, we go. pretty close to my house, and they sell like cheese curds in like a bag. So of course, like when I make it, I'm gonna go to Trader Joe's and buy the cheese curds. I gotta have the authentic experience. I've seen some people they get like a block of like mozzarella or something, and then they try to make cheese like knockoff cheese curds. I'm like, that is fake. Don't do that. Mm. Just don't don't even make the poutine, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, why my, even uh, at that point? My high school used to use mozzarella cheese because it got nice and stringy, but it's just like, it's not the same thing. No. It's poutine, not Not the cheese. same thing at all. If you exactly. want the best poutine, you got to get the cheese curds from Quebec. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Cozy can yeah, confirm. I mean, yes, but I don't want to say that like any cheese curds that you can get from places other than Quebec are are going to be automatically lesser than, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want I mean, anyone to are. think like, oh man. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, well, it's just like there's going to be someone out there that's going to make their poutine with, you know, fries and cheese curds and gravy from places other than Quebec. And they're going to feel like, oh, man, my poutine is lesser than. And I don't and want they're, anyone they're to, to feel that, that way. It's OK. So, T Taylor, AJ said he's new to you. Uh, for our audience, yeah. why don't you tell everyone who you are, what you do and why you're here? Yeah, so I'm Taylor Lyles. I am a journalist. Uh, I write for TheVerge.com and... What am I doing here? Well, uh, Alex told me to, to to come on. We're gonna talk about PS5. I have a PS5. Uh, I think what? I know, isn't it crazy? You got one? I did. I was I was just as shocked as y'all are. Freaking bots. Amazing. Yeah. 
<laughs> no. Well. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is before, like my brother. Yeah. Well, because like so, my my I have a twin brother, and a Ooh. month ago he said he didn't want a PS5. He didn't say he wanted an Xbox uh, Series X. He kept saying, "No, I don't want that stuff. I'm not gonna have time for it. All this other stuff." Then last week, the day of the PS5's launch, he texts me and goes, hey, can you help me find a PS5? I was like, what happened to I don't want a PS5? So I, he's having some serious FOMO and it was so weird because when he was telling me this too, that same, like in October he was also watching the next gen 2K21 trailer on loop because that's all he plays. And I was, like, I was like, but you don't want a PS5, right? He's like, no, I don't want a PS5 I'm not going to have time. And now here we are like roughly a month later he wants me to help him get a PS5, so I'm in the process of having to battle the bots to help my brother get a PS5 because my brother wants a PS5, and I'm a good I'm a good sister. <laughs> you are sounds a good. Like it yeah. sounds like yeah. you're a very good sister that way. Anyway, before we get started into the uh, show proper, we just have uh, a couple things to mention here. Uh, one is cozy. You have an Apex Legend club. Uh, yes, so we talked about this last week, so yes, we, did. we apologize uh, in advance if anyone is looking at this and is like, oh man, why do you, does this really bear repeating? Yes, it does bear repeating. Uh, we have a club in Apex Legends, it's called Press YYZ. Uh, we will let you in once we receive your request to join it. Please do so, because myself, Mitch, and Alex Ballant are going to be squatting up for some Apex fun a little bit later, but we will talk about that towards the end of the show. You call Wonderful. it fun. I call it. I don't know what I'm doing. That's uh, part of the fun. Speaking sure. of speaking of fun and not knowing what you're doing, um, one announcement that I have here is um, it, it, it's 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 kind of important, um, and I think we need to honor it in the the only way I know how, and that's to sing sing a very important song here. You ready? If you know the words, sing along with me at home. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Google Stadia. Happy birthday to you. That's not making the noise I intended. Okay. I got my Google Stadia on its birthday? Its birthday is actually tomorrow. Uh, at the time oh. of this recording, so I just uh, I just figured I'd share that important uh, m moment with you all. Uh, I appreciate. We're here to talk about next gen, not failing technologies. Listen, listen, Stadia is ever evolving, and you do not need a, a, a physical heavy it box. Hasn't all right, all right. In a it has. It has evolved. Uh, it has new features. It has games from last year on it. As <laughs> yes, brand new. So does the it, PS5, it and so does the Xbox. Year. AJ, you have ten more seconds. Nine. <laughs> no, I'm eight. I'm good. I'm good. I did Seven. I did my thing. Right. Someone who has to cover Stadia as one of the many things that I have to oh. do for work. I, I look, I don't have Stadia. I, I keep telling myself I'm gonna get I'm gonna try it. I feel like I should give it a fair shake. But it, it you know, in the last few weeks in particular I've seen it has you know, had some pretty interesting updates. Like, I forget what the, there was like one uh, feature that they, it, it was like more like streaming centric where um, I'll have to, I'll have to like s send it to you guys later at some point because it's not that important. Sure. Like, like it was like a, yeah. it was like a crowd like share feature or something where it's like, if you play like a certain game that supports the feature, uh, you're like for Boulder's Gate, for instance, if you're playing the game, 
and the people we're streaming it to a bunch of people and those people can decide like oh this is what's gonna happen like we want you to pick this answer i mean of course you don't have to listen to them but the fact that there's like right. a a way that they're a you know because it's quite clear google wanted stadia to to have more interactions with people who are going to stream on stadia so i thought it was a pretty neat, neat feature i it kind of stinks that there's only like two games i can think of right now that actually use it but it, you know if they add more games to it, it'd be cool have you given it like a shot yet? Like to test it? You've tested the technology and everything, right? I mean, I tested it once because I had a friend. Once? Yeah, I, okay. I had a friend who, who has it. I, I wasn't, I played Destiny 2 on it and <laughs> mm -hmm. I wasn't impressed, but it's not a, it's not like a bad, it's not a bad concept. I just feel it's, you know, it, 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 it had a rough launch in my opinion, but I feel yeah. like in the last year it's catching up and you know, with all these other cloud services that are like coming out, like GeForce Now and like all the you know, like X Clouds, I just feel that a lot of people are kind of sleeping on Stadia right now because there's just I, I feel like there's a lot of potential in Stadia, uh, and mm -hmm. I think it's just one of those things where it's like it'll get better over time. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I feel like in the next year I'll probably <laughs> get Stadia at some point because it looks interesting. I like the idea of like, oh, if I can use a a clunker computer and play Stadia, and I don't, it, you know, <laughs> like I think that's I thought. I think that's really cool. Hey, why it? it you know it what? It is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I it, I like to make fun of it just because it's it's been a little bit of a a rougher launch for them. But I did get in there when they released the Immortals Phoenix Rising demo, and I really enjoyed which is out again. My time with that, and it's the, back now. So if you yeah, if you yeah. wanted a reason to hop into Stadia, that demo is totally free. All you need is a Google account and maybe a controller if you want that. I you can try just plug it in any old controller you want. It's worth it's worth a shot. Because I actually and really I think, enjoyed my time with that. I think if you have YouTube Premium, you also, they're giving away a free Stadia controller and Chromecast, so. Until uh, the 20th. Until the 20th? Yeah. 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 That's it, how I got mine. Yeah. Can you sign up for YouTube Premium now? No. No, you had to. You had to have it. I don't know how it was in, like, oh, yeah, it was, like, November 6th. Like, I know in the U.S. it's, like, oh, okay. you had to be, a, like, a member as of, like, November 6th. But if you had signed up after that, because I remember I wrote about it. And I was like, I was like, okay, so if you're reading this now, don't think about trying to sign up and try to get your free <laughs> your free kit. Because yeah. you had to have been a subscriber as of, like, November 6th or before that. Because I was like. It's just. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame. As somebody who collects, sh uh, you know, dead controllers, because I have a Steam controller, I'd love to have the Stadia controller. I just don't want to pay for it. Well, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it's going to go bargain bin at some point. Don't worry. About Hopefully. It. Yeah, at one point, It'll probably. It'll be a piece of history at some point. Although I believe yes. Stadia is here for the long haul now that I have it. So we'll see what happens. I hope so. Yeah. I honestly yeah. do. You, more, more you were the only thing they needed, Nathan. Uh, see, that's uh, what I hear a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, all right, <sighs> man. So, this turned into the Stadia cast real quick. Yep, surprise. Next gen, you bring up the goddamn Stadia <laughs> anniversary. That was the uh, true next gen. gen. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we we've done it. We've done it, guys. High five. High five to me. Podcast over. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, PlayStation Now. How's that going? Anyway, um, let's get into the show proper. Um, and yeah, you know what? The the PS5 is out, and the the my fellow co-hosts are were were generous enough to let let me uh host two weeks in a row uh this time because i still do not have a ps5 but everybody else here has a ps5 yeah, we uh so yes. i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best and probably fail miserably at moderating the conversation because you guys uh do really well at talking to each other uh and i do very poorly at interrupting um but yeah, um, so 
to start things off, I kind of wanted to get everybody's um, just overall general. Just just give me a, a like a paragraph uh, of words that that you can think of to to your feelings on the PlayStation Five, and I, I'm going to go through each one of you so everybody you gets need a us, chance. Do you need us to mail it into you, or do you yeah. want us to send you a Google? Yeah, Doc? no, you know what? Does you can just uh, open Roman, Stadia and stream it to font. me. No, yeah, absolutely. Comics. I was gonna say, do we want it to be double spaced, or do we have to single space? Want me to it? send it to you in a fleet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Uh, oh Why my is God! Every fleets. fleet just a TikTok retweet. No, I've seen a bunch like, of uh, pictures of cats. That's what Instagram stories are. I, I like I, and, I like and Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Hold Wait, on a second. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I myself and Nathan Twitter are the old men here. Their variation of Instagram stories or TikToks or whatever you or want to call it. Or Snapchat stories. Oh, is that why my them, Twitter's funny? Yeah. Called them fleets. Yes. Yeah, that's why. Is that if it? If you touch one of those bubbles, it. it'll. Uh, yes. You'll see a video that'll disappear in 24 hours. Oh. Don't worry, wow. I I got your reference, like, Taylor. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> anyway. Cool to understand that reference, I guess. <laughs> let's bring it. Let's bring it back to the PlayStation Five actually this time all right uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go through everybody and and just give me a paragraph of words um uh, verbally if you would uh cozy i'm gonna start with you uh yeah how do you feel about the ps5 uh i so far am enjoying it quite a bit i think across the board all the games that i've played on the playstation 5 have been of great to superb quality i think that the console itself in terms of uh, the UI and features that are currently available for it is good, but I do think it does leave something to be desired. I think that all the things uh, in the PlayStation 5's UI that are like exactly the same as the PlayStation 4 or that just receive very kind of moderate uh, upgrades are good. I think all the things in the PlayStation 5 that are completely unique to the PlayStation 5 are good. Anything, though, that was previously there on the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3 UI that was, like, upgraded or changed in a really substantial fashion, though, I generally don't like. And mm. we'll get, I'd imagine we'll get into those kind of naturally yeah. as we go around the room. Sure. Uh, Balant, let's hear about your experience. Okay, so <clears throat> I, as somebody who owns both the Series X and PS5 and have been trying to divvy up my time between both of them as evenly as I can so that I can, you know, try and uh, have a really uh, in-depth uh, overview of both of them, I'm loving the PS5. Um, I think it's, I mean, just aesthetically, it is weird in a really interesting way. Like, I, I like the way that it looks. Maybe not the size of it, but I think it looks cool. And just overall, the experience, the, it really and truly... Like, the, the jump between the PS3 to the PS4 didn't feel as next-gen as I feel like this jump from the PS5, or from the PS4 to the PS5 is. I think... This feels like next gen right out of the gate with both the SSD and the DualSense, and I'm just really excited that when developers have more time with it, what we're gonna see from it. Hmm. Overall, very positive first impressions. Great, Taylor. Let's hear from you. Yeah. So you know, as I also got both consoles at launch, uh, I got the Xbox Series X, I got the PS5 with the disc drive, and you know. 
I, I've always been someone who doesn't have, like, a bias towards, like, any specific console or anything. Like, I have all the major consoles, I have a gaming PC, but, you know, if I had to say, in my opinion, which console did I think kind of is already off to a really strong start, I personally think it's the PlayStation 5. And, you know, it, even if we just pause for a second and just take a step back from the fact that, oh, well, they have blockbuster AAA exclusives right out the door that will sell a system or people are like, oh, no, this is why I want to buy the system. You also have to take a look at both of the controllers. Nothing's wrong with the Series X controller. I, I, I feel like it's a very if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of approach with some minor tweaks that enhance the Xbox One controller. I thought the Xbox One controller was a very nice controller. I think it's really comfortable. But, you know, I think the DualSense is an is actual next-gen controller. The haptic feedback features, the technology it has, uh, how it offers a lot more realism to the games. Uh, if, you know, those developers took advantage of it, I just feel it enhances and enriches the experience in just some ways that, you know, just a vibration to the controller just simply doesn't do anymore. It's... Mm -hmm. I feel that there is a lot of opportunity to add a lot more of that type of immersion and realism into our games, aside from just making them look really, really photorealistic on picture, but actually have it kind of more like we're really feeling it, we're really sensing it, we're actually hearing and we're feeling and we're, you know, like things like that. Like I could go on for, for two hours about why I love the DualSense <laughs> controller. I'm not gonna do that That's though. the plan, honestly. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, I played my PS5 a lot more than I played my Series X. I've only turned on my Series X twice and one of it was to to update my, my game because I wanted to update the Master Chief collection because it, it recently got its next gen upgrade. And then the other time I was playing an original Xbox game on my, on my Xbox Series X. I wasn't playing like a, a AAA title on it. Um, or like one mm -hmm. of the, you know, so I, I feel that, you know, I feel both will have their own value and like, I can still make a strong case of why you should buy the series X over the PS five, but I'm not here to do that. I'm just going to say, you know, it's just one of those things where you just really have to just kind of do your research, figure out what you want in the long game and really kind of make that smart, effective buying decision. But me personally, I think the PS five is off to a good start. I'm excited to see what else we'll get to do with the haptic feedback controller. I like what I've seen so far. A lot of the games I've played, I have enjoyed them. I feel like I'm really getting mm -hmm. a lot of my money's worth. And, you know, that's just, and that's something that I feel like we all should really worry about. Because let's be honest, gaming is not a cheap hobby. Nope. nope. Definitely is not. Not with the game um, the way it is. <laughs> yeah, especially right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Mitch, how's Avengers? It, it runs buttery smooth. It loads up way faster. But we're not here to talk about Avengers. We'll talk about it next oh. week because we've got the Kate Bishop news dropping tomorrow. This okay. controller, everything Taylor said, I echo it 100%. I love this controller. This is now my favorite controller of all time. It feels so good in your hands. It just it fits right. And the triggers and the haptics and everything really does change the game. I played a game for review that... I don't, I don't like scary games. It was a scary game. But it made the act of opening doors novel. Like, it felt good to open doors, which doesn't... It, we shouldn't be saying that about a game, but, like, honestly, opening doors felt cool. And opening doors has never felt cool in a video game, but... I, what game was this specifically? So this was, this was a, uh, a remaster of Observer, which is a game from the oh. Layers of Fear studio. It's like a cyberpunk police noir thriller um it very cool uh i enjoyed my time with it even though it tried to scare the, the bejesus out of me and mm -hmm. 
it it has this thing in the triggers where if you try to open a door that's locked it'll vibrate a certain way and if you try to open a door that's unlocked it stops at a certain point and you have to pull all the way through to actually like turn the doorknob and pull it 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 seems weird and it's probably gimmicky and we'll probably get over this stuff over the course of the first year but just little touches like that are going to make games feel next gen whereas from a, a fidelity perspective like these these consoles are you know they're they're goliaths this ps5 is huge and it puts out a lot of heat but honestly it it isn't as much of a jump like say going from the ps2 to ps3 generation where you've got true hd but what does feel next gen about this box is that controller amazing amazing i've heard i've heard it described as uh if if the the switch controllers had hd rumble this is uhd rumble so you know that's, we'll, that's we'll, pretty fair yeah. yeah, we'll we'll definitely get into that at some point. I do Nathan? remember reading somewhere that the Ooh. haptics in the PS5 DualSense were developed by the same company that developed HD Rumble for Nintendo. Mm -hmm. hmm. Hmm. Nathan? Um, what's to say that hasn't been said at this point? Um, we've talked about the controller. I feel that's very transformative. Um, like, we'll talk about Astrobot. Um, Mitch was talking about something that he played for review. I'll talk about something I played for review on PS4, which I got a chance to just retouch in Dirt 5. I really enjoyed Dirt 5, but the haptics and the way the triggers worked while playing it on the PS5 version um, was amazing. Like, when I was hitting cars, the triggers would react differently, and you'd feel pushback on them. Hmm. Um, like, it just... It's a... I... I really hope third parties um, really hope third parties adopt this and especially with some games like Call of Duty um, for instance uh, doing different feedback on each and every different type of gun uh, with those triggers I'm hoping we see more things like that and I'm wondering if that will be the difference on where you purchase it because of the experience you get with that controller um, yeah. if that's going to be that uh, talking point to people's heads, and then the SSD. God, games are fast. I ba backwards uh, played everybody's golf in backwards compatibility mode, and it went of from like you did. five minutes. It was like <laughs> one of the first things I did. Um, put it on the <laughs> SSD, and I was golfing in a minute and twenty three seconds. It would normally wow. take like three to four minutes to get to a golf course. And then did you, you try Tony Hawk? Like, you look at a game like Miles, where you're from the start screen to being in game in like less than a minute. Yeah, yeah that's insane. That SSD is going to unilaterally change the way that games are developed, and I'm so excited to see how it's going to evolve when we get games that are purely made for just the PS5, because yeah. Miles Morales is that cross-gen game, and I can't wait to see what that true PS5 experience is going to be like. I'm very curious for Ratchet, as it's yes. going to be yes. the first PS5 I guess Bloodborne, or not Bloodborne. Demon uh, Souls. Demon Souls, is. <laughs> Demon Souls is as well, but Ratchet's going to be I've got it. Taking... I'm going to boot it up, but I haven't yet. <laughs> it's it's fun and for what it's yeah. worth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely it, it definitely kicks my ass. But I don't know. I, I it's such a di that's a different conversation. I don't know. People keep saying like the Souls games are hard, and it's like I don't know if they're, like I read something about how Miyazaki had said he wasn't trying to make difficulty like the the selling point for these games but he was trying it was something about uh, like making them more realistic or something and i was like honestly that's a very grounded way of saying it because it's like you know if you start these games you 
feel very vulnerable and you're supposed to kind of feel vulnerable and it's supposed to kick your ass mm. and all that stuff so i like the idea of how it gives that challenge i think it's a fair challenge uh i know some people would like to disagree otherwise i really don't see that being like i don't know i, I guess it's one of those things where it's like if you actually watch somebody play it and then you kind of see how they're playing it you and you take your time and it's just one of those things where it's like patience and kind of like the margin for error and just kind of like learning the patterns and things like that but in retrospect a lot of games are like that and you know i am glad that from software kind of brought back life into adding challenge into our games because i feel that just like that whole like way of just like kind of saying like well we just kind of want you to get through it as quickly as possible uh not really make you fight too much for it and it's like no 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 from software wants you to earn like the progress you make and that's very rewarding to me i uh, mm -hmm. i feel like this is a good kind of jumping off point to start talking about some of the software that we've experienced on the playstation 5 uh, i want to ask you Go taylor um do you like what exactly is your level of experience with the soulsborne games aside from the newest one so i actually i i had a friend who actually had the original demon souls and i saw them playing it this one time and i had to, i had to try it and I was gonna buy it on my PS, because I had a, a PS3 or used to have a PS3. And then I decided, for some reason, I didn't buy it. There was like a, a period in my life where I didn't play a whole lot of games. I was really focused on like sports right. and stuff. And then when I got back into it, I got Dark Souls on my PC, played Dark Souls, really liked it. I saw gameplay for Dark Souls 2, was not kind of big into it. And, you know, uh, I saw people play Bloodborne, I picked that up. I thought it was pretty interesting. Then I sold the game because I just didn't I just didn't have time to play it anymore, but you know, I've dabbled a little bit in some of those Souls games. And, you know, if we're if we're being frank, I think that oh. Demon Souls is one of the more interesting. I know a lot of people say Dark Souls is their favorite game or people who get into it a lot of them usually say like it's like Dark Souls or something, but I think I like Demon Souls just a little bit more. I feel like there's a lot more What's the word I'm looking for? I guess there's a lot. I, I feel like there's just a lot more flexibility in how you could play the game versus the other Souls games. And I know they all are kind of very similar in like that approach of like, hey, you can hop into this uh, with like different class and stats and stuff like that. But I, I like the whole idea of just Demon Souls. I, I like the music. I like the atmosphere. I think the enemies are really out of the enemies to me. I felt were the best design. I feel like someone's gonna kill me for saying that, but <laughs> that's just my opinion. <laughs> so. <laughs> In terms of, like, you feel like Demon's Souls sort of offers you the most freedom in terms of how you want to play it, do you mean in terms of, like, the mechanics of, like, sword fighting? Do you mean in terms of, like, the customizability of your stats? I would say in terms of just, like, your gameplay. Because, you know, with the Dark Souls series, like, for example, it's open world, whereas, like, Demon's Souls has more, like, kind of, like, a kind of like a level select screen in a sense. So yeah. with with Demon Souls, like I know, obviously, if you if you know what you're doing in Demon Souls, you can really go through those higher. Like it, you have freedom of which way you want to go. Like literally, how many times have you like if you've seen people play Demon Souls and it's like, hmm, I don't know which direction to go first. Oh, I'll go right, and then they fight all these skeleton uh, these skeleton enemies that are way too high up level, and they're like, okay, I guess maybe I'm not supposed to go here first, and. So I, I feel that with Demon Souls, I feel, I don't know, it's it, I feel that there's a, a level of just like create, I don't know, I feel like the bosses are a lot more creative. 
I mean, some of them are a little bit more pain in the ass, like the Maneater fight, but we're not going to talk about the Maneater fight. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know, like the Tower Knight. I like the Tower Knight boss. That's a really cool boss to fight. The the Dragon God, well, that was a little underwhelming in retrospect. I, I like the designs and just, like, the atmosphere. I think the music is some of the best in the series. I am glad that they remade this game, to be quite honest, because I, I think the PS3 version still looks pretty good, to be quite honest, but... You know, if you're looking at, <laughs> if we look at the remake, <laughs> the remake looks really damn good. I, I have a question uh, for you specifically about Demon Souls. Because we're kind of, everyone who's played any From Software game, kind of, there's a level of jankiness that's kind of just inherent to them. Does, does the Blue Point remake have that same sort of level of jankiness? Like, how one-to-one -one is this remake? would you say? Would like, say, how does it feel compared to the original? I'd say, I, I feel it's pretty faithful to the original. I mean, obviously they made, like, you know, a couple different enhancements and things like that, but, um, you know, I will say every, kind of, like, the Souls game, I feel there's a lot of weight to your character, where it's, like, and, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's, like, things like the Stanima bar and things like that. I, you know, I think it's really interesting how, because, I don't know, like, again, I'm gonna go back to the point where it's, like, it has that kind of, like, grounded feeling of, like... Because, I mean, I've never hold, held a sword before, but I would imagine swords are not, like, little light things I can just pick up with, like, a thumb or something. But, you know, it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, again, like, you you have a lot of late and there's a weight to your character. It feels like they're heavy, in a sense. Like, I, I know mm -hmm. this sounds so weird, but I, I, you, I, I know you guys play enough games, so you probably know exactly what I'm talking about when I say mm -hmm. this. And so yeah. it's it's kind of kind of it kind of reminds me of like Donut Drake <laughs> on Charted, but not really Donut Drake. But like yeah. I, I keep thinking about like the weight, and it's like like cause, and when you look at the character, you kind of have this idea of like oh well, this character is gonna run like not like their actual weight or how much whatever they look like they weigh. But then you play a Souls game, you're like oh this character has a little bit of a little weight to it. So I gotta actually figure out how hmm. I can't play this like like a beat 'em up or Streets of Rage or Kingdom Hearts. I have to play this with some strategy. I can't just like brute force and like smash the crap out of the melee button because that's not going to get me very far in terms of jankiness alex i would say that the only thing that really sort of screams jank when i play uh the demon souls remake is mm -hmm. like for example some of the idle animations that enemy characters will have when you're not engaged with them in combat like the way that they kind of kind of lumber around or in most cases just sort of stand still it it, it kind of feels very kind of reminiscent of the era in which the game was made in okay. perhaps not that great a way but i mean it's you know the studio that was in charge of this remake just being faithful and so i can't really criticize that and i mm -hmm. don't even feel now that i kind of talk through what i'm saying i don't even know that it's totally fair to say that it's jank even it's just it's an intentional almost artistic choice that okay is just very particular to the Soulsborne games. Yeah, it's it's a very much a, a Soulsborne trait that it's like, I don't know if I would say it's more of a criticism or just like, you know you're playing a Soulsborne game when, and then that's one of the things where it's like, that's how you know it's a Soulsborne yeah. game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, it's interesting you, Taylor, talking about how you find yourself referring Demon Souls to Dark Souls because the way that I got into the Soulsborne series was through Dark Souls 1. I picked up a used copy of it in sort of in 2013 uh initially gnashed my teeth at a lot against it couldn't overcome it came back to it a few months later and i just sort of got through that initial hump and went on to play it extensively and loved it i also extensively played dark souls 2 at platinum that as well i 
didn't love it as much as the first one, but I do think that it's still a very good game and arguably underrated in a lot of ways. I also played a fair bit of Bloodborne, but I talked about this on prior episodes of the podcast. I reached a point in the game where I kind of lost interest and then kind of life overtook me. I mean to come back to that game at some point, but who knows when I will. Um, Going into Demon Souls, I had this weird thing where having not seen what Demon Souls was like, having not played it, I always kind of felt like, well, why is it that people are so ravenous to go back to Demon Souls? Isn't that just like Dark Souls, but like not as focused, not as sort of well put together, like not as kind of clear in terms of the vision uh, of its design. And, you know, having played it for about five, six hours now, I I definitely rescind that for the most part. There are certain aspects of um, Demon's Souls design that I do think I'm less than uh, a fan of. I I do think that at least what I've been shown of the story of Demon's Souls thus far is a little bit underwhelming compared to the kind of vast amount of lore that was present in Dark Souls 1 and 2. And I I do kind of have a few issues with some of the mechanics, particularly surrounding healing in the game. But I, I think that like there is the if Dark Souls in my mind is like a 10 out of 10, I feel like this game is like a 9.6 out of 10. Yeah. Like the kind of difference in terms of quality between the two is not far at all, yeah. even though I do still place Dark Souls on a slightly higher pedestal. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing is like with Dark Souls, like it is a spiritual successor to Demon Souls. And I, it, to, I guess to piggyback with you on how the healing system works, I think the Estus flasks and just the Estus system in Dark Souls 1 is the best out of any of the Souls games, in my opinion. Uh, I just like the whole idea of mm-hmm. it. I, I'm kind of surprised that it, this wasn't like a staple for all of like the other Soulsborne games going forward. But of course, with the remake, I wasn't really expecting them to do something like that because it's a remake, not a, a reinterpretation of, of Demon's Souls. But, you know, I, I agree with you on some of those points. I, you know, a lot of people think that Dark Souls was better than Demon's Souls. And, you know, everybody, ha- that's the great thing. It's just like everybody has like their own reasons of why they think the, uh, the game, which Soulsborne game is the best. And by the way, I'm very, sur- I'm not, I'm surprised to hear you say Dark Souls. You really like Dark Souls too. I know that that's such a, it's a very uh, kind of like mixed feeling game. Like I, have, I know some people that personally think Dark Souls 2 is the best Dark Souls game. And then there's a lot of people that are just kind of like, it's okay. So I'm kind of surprised to hear you say how much you like Dark Souls too. I mean, it's you know, it's one of those things where like, how do you start off? How do you kind of follow up like a game that many people consider a masterpiece in Dark Souls One? And it's like, either you somehow manage to outdo it, or you make a game that is in many ways just as great. But because you're comparing it to this godly figure, you know, people are automatically going to kind of turn their noses up at it. That's fair. So for for someone whose closest experience to a Soulsborne game is Jedi Fallen Order and who plans on jumping into this, how badly is it going to kick my ass? It's going to kick your ass real bad. Yeah. As the tagline... As the tagline... As the tagline... As the tagline goes, you will die. Prepare to die. Yeah, like literally, yeah. wasn't it the subtitle yeah. for the game of the year? That was the, the PC version. Yeah, it was called Prepare yeah. to Die. Yeah, it was the PC version, like, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> Great. It's, yes, yeah. This, yeah. The, the Soulsborne games are going to kick your ass. And like, I feel like a lot of people try to go in this feeling saying like, oh, no, I'm going to do it with like zero damage and like no, no, no deaths and all that stuff. I was like, 
uh, you're pl- uh, don't go in there thinking like that because then you're gonna you're gonna end up rage quitting and you're just not gonna go back to the game. Like it's one of those things where it's like you really have to you know take your time and like yeah it's gonna yeah. piss you off. You might you might break a controller. You might contemplate breaking that the controller. But with as much frustration as the Souls games can give people when you actually get through whatever it was that was that you kept getting stuck on then you feel a lot you feel a lot better like you feel like you just yeah. won the wall totally. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Like, so. like, i really love this controller i don't want to rage quit on the only <laughs> one that i have so yeah. I, I, I was actually listen, um yeah. i was listening to a podcast uh earlier this week i think it was the waypoint radio podcast and um they they mentioned a, a story about somebody making their way like halfway through the through the game like I think the original one, they knew it was going to be hard because, you know, the legends tell a tale of a very difficult video game. Um, and so they they just sort of fought their way through it. They got about halfway through it before somebody told them, you know, just ask the question, hey, what level are you? And they had no idea that you could level up. So there there's going to be some very basic <laughs> things in, in that game that you're, you are going to... To miss for sure yeah for sure uh, w- one piece of advice i will give you mitch before you try out demon souls is be very careful in terms of how many grasses you're using uh, yes. earlier myself and taylor talked about the healing mechanics of this game in yeah. all the subsequent Soulsborne games they basically introduce something like the Estus flask where every time you rest at a bonfire the amount of restorative uses of the Estus flask will replenish and you can go back out into the field and you can use it another seven times in this game you have a infinite amount of grasses that you can pick up that you can restore your health with but that means that they don't restore whenever you go and save your game, which means that you can get yourself into a scenario where you're fighting the Tower Knight and you're like, oh, I'm slowly but surely figuring out how to take down this guy. Let me just keep healing myself up, healing myself up, using everything that else is in my inventory. And then you die and then you start from your last save point and you realize, oh shit, I don't have any way of healing myself now, mm-hmm. which is what happened to me once. Yeah. And oh, so, th- like, when you go back to that last save point, it won't be with whatever gear you had at that point? Like, you, like, you, you retain your gear and uh, a fair souls, few though. of your yeah. items. You lose your souls, yes. You do lose your souls. But if you can go back to the place that you... And this is, like, pretty much for every Souls War game. Like, if you... I, I, yeah, like, yeah. if you... If you if you manage to get back you, to that area, you got to do a corpse run. Yeah, you have to go do a corpse run. So if you manage to get back to the area where you originally died, or when you most recently died, and you don't die again, then you can get those souls back. But obviously, if you die okay. at one place and then you come back and then you die at a different place, then whatever souls you had from that first death, they're they're gone forever. They're and gone. it's the worst feeling yeah. in the world when you have a whole bunch of souls and you lose them all because you couldn't get back to the like. I will say this though, like See, the, all of this is just stress-inducing for me. Just hearing it, I'm not looking forward to playing it, but I'm still gonna do it because <laughs> I have to experience that one true next-gen. Experience. I feel a Soulsborne game, like I feel like with Soulsborne games, like I feel like it doesn't matter. In my opinion, like, I, it doesn't matter what Souls Soulsborne game you play. I feel like it's just one of those franchises where it's like. You, you should play it at least once in your lifetime to just kind of be like, yeah. just to yeah. see what it's what, sure. what it's about. Like, what's up? Like, yeah. like you hear people talk about yeah. it all the time. Like, what's up with it? Like, so I, that's how I feel about, like, it's just what I, I, it's like if someone had to do some sort of like, oh, uh, a thousand games to play before you die. I feel like at least one of those Soulsborne games are, is going to be on the list at some point, or maybe all of them would be on there. I don't know. You can make a good case why any of the Soulsborne yeah. games are the best in the series. If one of... <laughs> 
Yeah, if one of them vibes with you, probably the rest of them are going to. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I will say this, uh, bitch. You should... Uh, I, I know a lot of people um, have said the royalty class is really good for beginners. Um, so you should... That is good to know. Yeah, so uh, there was another one, too, and I can't <laughs> think about it. But I, I know that there's, like, there's like another class that everybody kind of says, no, you, sh you should play this class, too. But I know, the from what I've seen in the community, and I know it's very, like, it could be a little divisive and there's a lot of discourse for it. But from what I've seen, the general consensus seems to be royalty class is the class to for that's best for beginners but obviously you have your own freedom you can choose whichever class you want but mm. a lot of people are oh, always, for sure yeah a lot of people are always like the royalty class i feel will give you a it'll make it a lot of an easier experience for you to play yeah i've got a couple of friends that i feel are going to sharpen me through that experience which i'm very appreciative of <laughs> <laughs> definitely Fair enough um all right um so i feel like uh, unless anybody has any clo closing thoughts on Demon Souls, um, we've kind of exhausted Demon Souls at this point. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> you guys have, uh, yeah, absolutely. You guys have um, talked, uh, you know, a lot about the controller. So, I just want to. I'm just gonna hard left turn uh, and pivot into specifically the the best tech demo that I think this generation is gonna give us so far. And Nathan, uh, I'm gonna start with you. How's Astro's Playroom? Uh, Astro's Playroom is a really good game that's free and with the PlayStation Fives. Uh, no, I had a lot of fun with Astro's Playroom. There's a ton of love and care in that game, and you can tell that the developers took time. I think I counted like over 60 different PlayStation references that were hidden. I'm sure there's probably more. But it's just a fun, unique romp through PlayStation history with a cute little Astrobot um, that has all the tendencies of the PSVR um, without being in VR. Um, and it really, it's a... Um, like, shows that controller off like no other game has done thus far and what you can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It fully utilizes everything with the DualSense to, like, its fullest capability where it like i don't want to be hyperbolic and like it feels like t describing playing that game is like you're being yeah. hyperbolic but you're really not it is a transcended experience yeah. it really is like you feel everything the mm -hmm. environments like every single action you take it's you genuinely feel it and a way that I just don't think has ever been done before in a game. Like even like with the Switch, which is with its HD Rumble. Like I feel like this is like this is like a way bigger step than that. Even yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, the, like going back to just the DualSense for like real, like really quickly. Like uh, this is like probably one of the more innovative pieces of technology I've seen. If we're not speaking like standalone virtual reality Oculus Plus headsets, in my opinion, I feel that. Uh, like because before I thought the Switch was the most innovative piece of hardware for the eighth generation of gaming, and then like this current generation, like uh, like with the Series X and the the PS5, the DualSense is literally the most innovative thing that's coming out of here. Like that, the controller is next gen. <laughs> and even like just comparing it with the Series X controller, like it, like it's 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 not even fair to compare. Like there's just so much you get, and like I, I've seen so many people talk before. Like I saw somebody do a review, a next gen review of NBA 2K21, and they were like. Literally, I think the the PS5 version is the definitive way to play 
2K, like, just because of the haptic feedback technologies and just all this stuff. Like, I know, like, I feel like at push comes to stuff, I feel like one of the biggest things that I feel people are going to try to debate about is, wh like, which console version would be better if it's being sent to both Xbox and PlayStation consoles. And I feel yeah. it's, I feel what it's mostly going to come down to, uh, aside from maybe, maybe hardware, like the SSD space, which I know is like a, a, a problem that's probably going to main, I feel like it's going to be a problem within the first year of both the consoles lifespan, but I feel like it's also going to come down to Absolutely. how does this developer utilize the DualSense controller and does it utilize it enough to, that it makes it this, uh, a completely different experience that I just can't get on a PC or an Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if uh, cross play becomes more ubiquitous and I think it, we're starting to see that. Uh, I think if third-party developers do start taking advantage of the features of the controller, it's a no-brainer where you want to play these games. Yeah, it was weird. Part of the reason why I got my Series X because I was like, I'm going to play all my third-party games on that because the Series X, like spec-wise, is more powerful than the PS5. It's not a huge margin, but it's powerful. It's just enough that it's like, you know what? I'm going to justify it along with like all the other reasons to buy the Series X. But that was my biggest thing was all third-party games I was going to play on that. I am now really questioning that line of thinking because of just how, like, I'm really sad that I bought Call of Duty yeah. on my Xbox. I, I was going to ask you about Call so of Duty specifically. Say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah wow. I mean, like, hearing, hearing, um, hearing people talk about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War on the PlayStation 5 and just the way that every gun feels completely different in a way that just, it's like not just the sounds of them and not just what they do but just how they feel in your hand it really made me it has made me question where am i going to start buying these third-party games now let's be real you're really questioning uh what halo guns would feel like with that controller oh absolutely no, that's, imagine that too. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, man the three the, the three shot PC <laughs> driver support for the dual sense including full haptic yeah. support right it's so, true there's yeah, a potential that PC games could support it as well. I don't see it happening in anything Microsoft makes, but you never yeah. know. Maybe the PC version of Call of Duty introduces this stuff as well, because if it's already in the code, all you got to do is I don't know, enable it for those. I know it's more complex than that, but like I mean, maybe it is as much as just saying, as long as it's not Xbox, you can turn these switches on, or you yeah. can sense the controller type and do it based on that, but... I kind of I have not played a Call of Duty mainline game in like four years. I oh yeah, me neither. Get Cold War. I know. I kind of want to get Cold War now about too. The controller. It's but crazy. that yeah. that that file size is intimidating for one thing. Oh yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. It, it yep. just like and I, I keep that's part of the reason why I'm glad I bought it on my Xbox actually is because <laughs> it's not going to take up drive on day one or was it's that not just taking, me? Was it? Yeah. No, I, I only have me. like no. Uh, no, I have. I barely touched it. Like I'm trying to think. Like. Oh. I, yeah, I, I'm half full. I've installed three game, like three games on it so far. Well, I uninstalled one because I got the, I got the platinum mm. in Bug Snacks like a couple days after I installed Ooh. it. But Hell I got yeah. I I platinumed Bug Snacks and then I uninstalled it because I was like, if I if I keep it on, I'm just gonna keep constantly having to speed run the game. And I was like, I have done everything this game needs me to do. I don't see the point in going back and playing it. Uh, side note, honestly, I should do that. I should do it with Miles right now. Yeah, seriously, no, yeah. seriously. Everybody who has a PS5, go download Bug Snacks. It is free. There's literally no excuse why you shouldn't go play this game. Like, it, it is free. It's free for two months, right? Yeah, it's like free uh, until like, like January yeah. something. Yeah, like January yeah. something. And I'm like, 
I'm like, it's a free game. You're not losing a whole lot except maybe like, I think it was like, what, three gigabytes? Uh, like, it's not even a big file size. So I was yeah. like, you're not losing a whole lot except maybe a little yeah. bit of your SSD space. And it, it, the, ch the chance of it taking that much is very, very slim anyways. So just go play it. Yeah. It's a goofy game. I, I, I like it. I think we need, I don't know. I'm, I'm very much the the advocate for for fun goofy stupid games i i, I think we need more of those games yeah. like you know so we don't need to have so many high stakes games and stuff like that and i feel like anybody who's played bug stacks will know the story i'm not going to spoil the story but it's it, it's just it's, it's a silly goofy game i i love all the bug snacks i love that when you when you pet a bug snacks it will it like the sound will go through the dual sense controller i think that's like the coolest little thing <laughs> Like as soon as I saw as soon as I saw that trailer on like that place like that PlayStation drawing, I was like, I gotta play this game. <laughs> I was like, I need to play well, this actually, game. Actually, <laughs> so Loki Mike in the Loki Mike in the chat, who's actually one of those Dark Souls guys, that's gonna help me out with Demon Souls. He brings up a good point of we're also gonna get another first party Sony title available to us on PlayStation Plus in February in the form of Destruction All Stars. Yes. Knowing mm. what this controller feels like with the games we have now, what Sony might do with that controller. It might honestly be pretty cool. Yeah. It actually has me slightly interested in that game, more so than I probably was beforehand. Just I feel like now everything, I just want to tr at least try it just to see what it feels like. Because I feel like every game just is just improved just that much more because of just everything that the DualSense is uh, going to offer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just for reference, I did so I did fill my hard drive, but that's because I put games on here that I just wanted to see how they play on the PS5, or it's games I haven't gotten to that are on my backlog that I need to get to, like The Witcher 3, which mm -hmm. I've never played. Uh, you should play it. Jackbox game, Bug Snacks, Oberdin, also another backlog game, Watch Dogs Legion, which I wanted to see how it compares next-gen versus previous-gen. Avengers, obviously, you guys know me. I'm an advocate for a game that was dead on arrival and they haven't really helped since. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Apex, because Cozy's convinced me we have to play Apex. Yeah. Uh, Demon Souls Day is gone. The Crash Trilogy, Fuser, which, oh my god, how good is Fuser? I continue to say that. <laughs> Everyone should play that game. And the Spider-Man remaster. I just deleted Miles because I got the Platinum. Yeah, I, I, um, at this point, I think the last time I checked, I have, like, 65 gigs left, so, like, I have room for I one have more game. twice Not 120, either. so I've got room for maybe, like, a big game and a half a big game. I think I have 300 yeah, yeah. left. I don't yeah. even know how much I downloaded a, I downloaded a lot of PS4 games, yeah. specifically for the reason to, like, just see how they play. Like, I downloaded mm -hmm. God of War, Uncharted 4, like, all of, like, the technical powerhouse ones, Last of Us Part 2. All um, the games they've set are enhanced for PS5, basically. Yeah. Which is yeah, really I'm also the reason I downloaded Days Gone. Yeah, I'm also really excited to to because I know The Last of Us Part Two and God of War both got DualSense updates as well. So like the games are enhanced for the DualSense. So I'm very excited Ooh. to see, especially can, oh, God, God of War, War already. The God of, yeah, the God of War already yeah. felt God of War so with that, good. There there are some moments in The Last of Us that I can just imagine like being able to feel it more <laughs> might might be a little unsettling. I wonder if you could feel the sense of vertigo because that would honestly be a technical achievement. Because they already oh, did man, so yeah. much with depth of field with the and vertigo just effect even, for yeah. Abby. If they could do something with the dual sense there, whoo yeah. doggy. I feel I feel like in order for, for to feel vertigo, you would need to be in VR. Oh yeah, I felt it once or twice playing Iron Man, but we won't talk about that. Oh. <laughs> Iron Man was pretty. Anyway, for the reason I can't download Iron Man but, yeah. VR on the PS5. Yeah, fair enough. 
Can we go back to Astro's playroom for a second? Yes. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Please. All right. Um, you know, when I was playing this game for the first time, I, I kind of remarked, like, man, every single console launch should have an Astro's Playroom of some sort. And then I remembered that with the Wii U, we actually got Nintendo Land, which, so first off, did everybody here get a chance to experience or at least try out Nintendo Land? No, my yep. Wii U didn't come with it. And I never bought. I was later to the Wii U, yeah. and it came with New Super Mario Brothers U plus Luigi mm. U. Or whatever I was like called. every other person on the planet and didn't buy a Wii U. Same. I bought a Wii <laughs> right. U, so there's I, one person. I was, was going to buy yeah, a, Wii a Wii U. U like, yeah, see, I, it was all four. Of, yeah. I, I, I was going to oh, buy. Go ahead, well, I was going to buy a Wii U originally, but Nintendo did such a bad job marketing it, marketing it that when I saw it, I couldn't tell if it was just uh, another version of the Wii. Or if they were just trying to sell me this big ass gamepad with the Wii, I didn't know what it was. Like I thought the market, the marketing was just kind of like, and I didn't right. feel the need to do a whole lot of digging into it. And by the time when I was interested in getting a Wii U, I was like, okay, what? There's no point in getting one now. <laughs> so there is one point, and that point is the fact that all of the Mega Man Battle Network games are available on that system's Virtual Console. That's and true. The fact that the there's Twilight a lot of good and, Virtual uh, Console Wind games. Wind Waker HD are on the Wii U still. It's going to come yeah. to Switch. Those need to come to Switch. Just, just, uh, yeah. Battle Anyways. Battle connection, Capcom, you cowards. The best Zelda. We'll, we'll see about that one. Um, anyways, so, like, the thing about Nintendo Land is it had kind of a similar vibe of it's this big sort of celebration of all of Nintendo's past franchises, both active and inactive. There is a big hub world in Nintendo Land where you could actually collect, like, little dioramas or toyetic versions of prior Nintendo characters and objects. But ultimately, like, reflecting back on that game, I just felt like that game was definitely way more gimmick first and gameplay second, whereas Astro's Playroom feels way more gameplay first and gimmick second. And I think that it succeeds a lot more as a result of that IMO. Yeah. yeah. The one thing yeah. I'll say is the, the part where you have to use the microphone Oh, not good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, it felt point. so yeah. out of place. Like, I mean, we've seen this with, the, I, I don't know, it, it gave me some very strong Nintendo DS vibes, and I was just like, I don't yep. care about this. Oh, so yeah. I was like, look, this yeah. isn't this See, isn't groundbreaking. I mean, is it cool the DualSense has it? Yes, it's cool that there's a built-in mic that I can blow into it like the big bad cool? wolf, but do I find that cool when I think of all the other stuff that DualSense does? No, I do not. What, I find it underwhelming. What? what <laughs> What's cooler than that is the fact that if you disable the microphone, it just does all that stuff for you automatically, and I really appreciate it now. Wait, seriously? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you, if yeah you that happened. Yeah. Off, it just did it, well, which I was like, yeah. oh, thank Christ. I, I was... Um, See, I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was talking to one of my friends online through the party chat, and then I came up to one of those microphone things, and I felt really bad because I'm, like, trying to blow into the mic, and I think he's hearing it on his end. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I need to blow into the mic for a second. Be quiet, because I think you're interrupting it. (laughs) (laughs) See, the thing about the mic stuff... Sorry, I just want to say quickly that, you know, the thing about the mic stuff is that, yeah, it's a little annoying. It kind of disrupts the flow of whatever it is that you're currently doing. But at least it's very straightforward of you just got to keep blowing in and that's all there is to it. Nintendo Land, like, again, to go back to that comparison, I feel had a whole lot of things of like, all right, now you have to hold the Wii U gamepad and we're really going to test out your ability to hold it precisely and rotate its accelerometer to like the nth degree of... Uh, like finesse basically and I feel like this game definitely does not have sharp edges like that it is decidedly very easy and I think that 
it needed to be very easy to be as good as it is. So yeah. I, I think, sorry, go ahead. Uh, like quick question with Astrobot. Um, as this is a pl- packing game, as we all remember, Wii Sports is the like num- one of the number one selling games of all time because it was a packing game. But it was Does also a very Astro- good game. <laughs> yes, it, it was it also a very, a very good game. Yeah. It was a very good game. It won. It, it was the best game or the best launch game. No. It was up there for best launch games when we did our list of best launch games. Yes. Yeah, I think it was like yeah. three or four. Um, three, I think. Yeah. But where does Astrobot sell as many copies as Wii Sports? Do they continue many... to keep it bundled in? It I don't see why not. Sony... It depends if Sony continues to have it packed in on later iterations of the PS5. I don't see why they wouldn't, but... It's hard drive kinda... space. Does it have a store page? Why? I don't. If it doesn't have it's a, good a store point. page, then they're not going to release a paid version of it. That's Do we also, know? We don't. We don't know point. for certain whether this is free software, which means free in perpetuity, whether or not it's pre-installed or not, or if it's a pack-in title. Similarly to Nintendo Land or Wii Sports, because eventually we did see that Wii Sports came out of that bundle and they sold Wii Sports Resort and all that stuff, and eventually Nintendo Land was no longer bundled in with Wii U. So, so Astro's Playroom does have tell, a page. But it says it's yeah. free on it. I wonder yeah. if someone could data mine a price out of that. Because if it's just a free download, I can't see them introducing a price to that. I could see them maybe I, doing yeah. it if they if they expanded upon it. But I was like, I don't know how they can really expand upon this without making it a, a sequel, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think a sequel is next to Astro sequel in this style. Yeah. Honestly, mm. my, I'd save it for PSVR 2. See, I'd rather see them not do a PSVR title. Just do a straight-up platformer without... I don't want them making a new PSVR until they can make updated move controllers. Because let's be honest, the PlayStation move controllers were not made for VR. They just, they simply weren't. They came out before the PlayStation VR. They obviously don't have the design and the feel to make it a VR. They were PS3 controllers. Yeah, they were sitting, rotting in a warehouse. Playroom, for goodness sakes. Yeah, like... The, The move controllers were sitting, rotting in a warehouse somewhere and they decided hey let's bundle this in with the vr and do something with this we already spent the money in, so. in all fairness i do want to give those controllers credit because uh they lasted 10 plus years and you can still hook they've gone from the ps3 to the ps4 to the ps5 and they're still being used have they really gone to the ps5 though yes have because they? i have been have they for though? PSVR. but let, but i w- i just yeah, i'm just saying but... i wouldn't be surprised if the playstation move wasn't in as many vr in playstation vr games and they focused more on the dual sense just because of what the dual sense could do compared to the playstation move i think the other thing too that i did mention earlier we kind of we kind of skipped over is you cannot download every ps4 game onto the ps5 i cannot download what is arguably Sony's largest VR title from 2020, which is Spider or uh, Iron Man VR, it will not download to my PS5. What? That's insane. And that's a problem. Why? Mm. It just says it's not compatible. Speaking of things that have a hard time downloading to the PS5, um, I've heard something going on about how it would be nice if there was some sort of delivery service that was smart and could smartly deliver the correct version of a game to the console somehow. Uh, I've heard some rumblings that, I don't know, maybe smart deliveries onto something. What, what, how, what have you... I you have not seen issues. any issues? I haven't had any issues. I've no, like... heard issues, but I've not experienced anything myself. No. On the day that I got my PlayStation 5, one of the first games I played was a Rainbow Six Siege, and I was concerned for a moment that 
I had downloaded the wrong version of the game. Uh, but I quickly learned that, in fact, they had not released the PlayStation 5 version of the game yet. So mm. the only version that had downloaded the PlayStation 4 version was technically the correct version. Yeah, like I know some the people have been one, saying, yeah. like I know some people have been kind of concerned, like things like that. Like I know I saw a Eurogamer article that said that some people were actually playing the PS4 version of Black Ops Cold War, not the PS5 version. But I know some of these games that said they were going to have free upgrades, they're not available yet. Like with Madden, for instance, Madden 21, the next-gen upgrades aren't going to be available till December 4th. And with Control, yeah. I don't even think the upgrades are available yet. I'm not sure. I'm not really... I kind of just like emotionally checked out with Control because like they are did they just messed up the whole next gen upgrade thing and they yeah uh, we ain't gonna yep. talk about that i don't want to talk about that <laughs> but um we talked about <laughs> it at length trust me yeah so but yep. <laughs> but you know so but i know with some of these games like i know some are going to have like the free next gen upgrades but i don't think all of them were available at launch to my best knowledge i don't know i wrote a whole long very big article about it i don't have it in front of me but i, I spent way too much time on that <laughs> on it but it was it was it was totally worth it because i i had a lot of people say hey thanks for writing that that was actually very helpful i was like oh no problem but <laughs> but you know i feel like with uh, i don't know i feel like with just like the whole smart delivery thing i'm glad that a lot of these companies are offering these like uh, games for like free upgrades not all of them i mean 2k certainly was not doing it for 2k like 21 and honestly they really should because i don't even think even though the ps5 version is really good of 2k 21 i don't think it is worth 70 dollars. It's, it's just not it's simply not worth 70 dollars. but um like you know i i like the idea of like they're saying like hey we're gonna offer these like i think that's really nice because it's like i don't remember this ever happening before i don't think it ever has happened before and um i don't i i i think it's i think it's a, a good way to kind of help like people kind of ease into a next generation console a little bit more versus just like the previous generation and i'm curious to see specifically how long this will keep going because eventually at some point the xbox one the ps4 they're gonna be i guess considered obsolete in a sense so i'm just curious mm -hmm. to know how long this is gonna keep going and i know some some places were like like i think with like cyberpunk you can get a next gen you'll get a next gen copy if you buy the current gen version or whatever but i'm curious yeah. to see like because i like with ea for instance they're like yes you can get a free copy of men nhl and fifa until whenever those their subsequent sequels come out and i'm like i are other places gonna do that i could i wouldn't be surprised if it happened but i'm curious to see how that will keep going moving forward but i also feel like some people like some companies might do i guess remasters in a sense to try to take full advantage of that hardware so I feel like some of them might not necessarily do a free upgrade. It's just more like a more, I guess, definitive version of whatever it was they previously released or something. So I don't know. I'm curious to see how this will happen. And I feel like the next year is just going to be very interesting in terms of like free upgrades, in terms of remasters, compilations, all that. Yeah, and I think there's no real stand. I mean, at least with regards to what I've seen come out with the PS5 and people playing like the last gen version of, of Cold War. I kind of ran into this as well when I was downloading my copy of Watch Dogs because I bought Watch Dogs on the PS4, played a little bit of it, didn't really jive with it in any reasonable way, and I want to try to get back into it on the PS5. But I had to click through on the store page from the PS4 version, which had a download button next to it. There was another option to the side, which was like free next-gen upgrade, and I clicked that, and then that's and that ended up being what got downloaded. And it seems like there's some things that are just hidden in like the options menu of... Oh, if it shows a little PS4 icon, then you're playing the PS4 game, not the PS5 game. You have to, like, click option, click PS5, go to that store page, redeem it. It's 
it seems more convoluted than it, need, than it ultimately needs to be. And hopefully, to Taylor's point, it's not something we really have to deal with for all that long because eventually those consoles will be sunset. Hopefully. Yeah. At some point, there's so many of them out there. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a developer-by-developer developer basis because, like, what? It was uh, 2015, they were still releasing Call of Duty on xbox 360 and ps3 well, uh, Hell, like didn't fifa just dance was come to the wii up till yeah, like last yeah. Year? FIFA yeah fifa was going FIFA on was like ever on the ps3 and yeah. the ps2 so so it probably is going to depend on the game depend on the developer um but hopefully hopefully we're gonna start seeing some of like the really big ones and the really big games start to re- start to make that shift i wouldn't be surprised. i feel like it's not gonna be yeah no i was yeah. just yeah just agree with you i wouldn't be surprised if like the next like this next year a lot of this stuff's gonna be a lot of it not all of it but a lot of it would be cross-gen stuff just because especially now it, it, everyone is having such a hard time getting these damn consoles that i feel like i guess in my opinion logically it makes sense to just make it cross-gen for the next year until mm-hmm. there's enough of a, of a fan base saying we've already switched over and then there's enough comfort level of going okay you know what we don't have to keep releasing these on both of the on both like of these sibling consoles like we can just go straight to next gen and just keep going from there i could see three years of it potentially yeah that's what yeah. sony is sad is that they would support the ps4 for three years after launch yeah, they have already announced Horizon Zero Dawn for next year, which we know is not not oh, Zero Dawn uh, Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Yes, for next year, and like like let's assume a hypothetical scenario where that game gets delayed to 2022, then that's at least two years where all right, well we know that we're still going to be getting PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games pretty concurrently. I'd say that yeah, three years seems appropriate, but. I, I think that the PlayStation 4 is going to have a long tail. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are also rumors now of God of War's sequel coming to both the PS4 and PS5. And with what we've seen of games that have come out at the launch of the PS5, like Miles, that are cross-gen, I couldn't touch the PS4 version with a 100-foot pole at this point. Yeah. And we've heard the rumblings about Cyberpunk that it is the current, or at least now, the last-gen version that is slowing their ability to deliver that product. So if that's the case, the sooner we can see these companies say, okay, we have to put a a foot in the sand and say, no, this is the line. And anything past this line is only going to come to next gen. I think we're all going to be better off for it in terms of the experiences we get to play. Can I talk about Spider-Man yet? Oh, no, we're not talking about Spider-Man. I suppose you can. I feel like it's just going to (laughs) be... I'm only here to talk about Spider-Man. I I feel like, you know, I, I... I wouldn't be surprised if God of War was on PlayStation 4 and PS5 if if it came out in the first half of of like of next year. I could it, I I feel that's really more realistic in my opinion. I don't I I can't yeah. I, I guess I could make an argument that you could see it on PS4 like around this time next year, but I don't know if I I don't know. I just feel like I don't know if I, I it just wouldn't surprise it, it would make me a little bit dumbfounded if that happened, but. You know, I feel like it'll be one of those instances where it's like they're going to release it on both consoles, but clearly there's one version that I don't want to say they put more love to, but I guess you could say is a more definitive way of playing it. Kind of like with the Breath of the Wild situation where they released it on Wii U, but they also released it on Switch, and the Wii U version has its problems, and I'm not saying that's what God of War would be on PS4. I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's like they're going to try to maximize how many people can read, like how much of their audience can play this game 
excessively like how much like the level of accessibility and things like that and you know if, if it came out like in the like any time between january of next year or, or like june or even july of next year i could see them saying you know what we're gonna put it on both of these consoles so that everybody has a chance to play it because like if if these supply issues continue especially in the first yeah. half of next year there's just gonna be a lot yep. of people that are gonna be pissed off that they won't be able to play god of war on the ps5 because they don't have a one yet so Mm-hmm. totally fair yep yeah totally fair all right, I guess I'll let you talk about Spider-Man now. Go for With it. With Good. Oh. So good. So I got the platinum in it. What day are we at? I don't know. It's Earlier Wednesday. This <laughs> it's Wednesday. Uh, so it's Wednesday, probably... my dudes. Yeah, yeah. The day that we always record Press YYZ on and that you shouldn't forget about. I'm not forgetting Wednesdays. I'm just forgetting the last time I streamed because I sat there for four and a half hours. I think it was Sunday or Saturday. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It started with an for S. Four and a half. Yeah, it start, It ended in Y. Uh, I sat down and played from start to finish New Game Plus in Spider-Man Miles Morales to get the last trophies I needed for the Platinum. And oh my God, is that game hit hard. Anyone yeah. who can needs to play that game. PS4, yes. PS5, does not matter. If you can get it on the PS5, great, because that's where it plays best. Um, the story hits in a way that only in... Like, somehow insomniac is making better superhero stories than marvel <laughs> and that is something Ooh. that i would not hmm. is that a dig expected. at adventures uh no it's more of a dig at like square Hulk. enix it's square absolutely That's um fair. no I, insomniac just has a really good way of telling stories in yeah. their games and it it adds it it really applies itself well to the spider-man formula i think miles is a great character the representation we see in the game of of harlem and of you know it's uh, a bunch of different areas nice that they little... don't you don't really see yeah just like a bunch of different areas yeah. you don't normally see taking center stage in games like you, they yeah. do a pretty good job of accurately right. portraying it yeah i do i do find it odd how they kind of skirt around the fact that he's like they don't really touch a lot on the fact that like the police have a presence and like his i understand like his dad was a cop and there is a black lives matter mural and there is a suit that is tied to you know harlem pride but it does seem a little like skirting around some major issues that i think they could have dug into with this year being what it has been yeah. um, but that being said i think the story they tell is really good i think it's very grounded in miles and him being a friendly neighborhood spider-man when the og spider-man is nowhere to be seen yeah and i it's, it, yeah sorry, go ahead. Yep. oh no go go finish your thought uh, I, I think it's wonderful. I think, honestly, I was a little disappointed going from Astro and getting that Platinum to going to Miles because I felt like they weren't using the controller to the same extent that uh, Japan Studio did with Astro. Mm -hmm. And then I started having to trick my brain into reuse, relearning how to use triggers in a game by not squeezing all the way and feeling the nuance that they put into the thwips and the webs and the falling and the combat and it's just it's so satisfying flying yeah. around like i could not go back to like i think i i never got new game plus done in the og spider-man 2018 so i'm sitting at like 98 percent completion on that trophy list i can never go back i cannot go back to that game i will play it on the ps5 because my god these games look so goddamn good on the ps5 yeah I played through the first run of Miles in fidelity mode, which is, you know, 4K, ray tracing, the whole kit caboodle. And then I flipped over to performance mode for my new game plus run. 
I so, have a 4K uh, TV. I can't go back. Sorry? Do you have a 4K TV? I do have a 4K TV. When I'm streaming, I'm doing that on a 1080p display. So Got when it. I played, I played through all of Miles on Fidelity on the 4K TV. It looked phenomenal. And then I switched to performance mode. And I can't go back. Yeah. So I'm I'm in that same boat. There's no way in hell I could ever play Marvel Spider-Man on PS4. Because I... So Miles Morales was the first game I played on PS5. And I immediately switched it to performance mode. Because 60 frames is phenomenal it is like it is the definitive way yeah like like it is it is more of a game changer than 4k because 60 frames especially with a game like that where you are going so fast you're speeding through the city you're swinging around having the frame rate feel like it matches that is it's it's phenomenal it i have a very soft spot for both into the spider-verse and marvel spider-man and this game really hits on all of the emotions that both of those games deliver on and i in some ways i think miles morales is a better game than marvel spider-man i think i like the the narrative i think i relate more to peter parker than i do miles morales just kind of naturally just um with my own upbringing but i still think that it's such a close to home story miles morales uh offers and it really is like this heartwarming, very in some ways more personal. One of the things I really love about Spider-Man is the, and this was very much a point in the movie Into the Spider-Verse, is anyone can wear the mask. And this game really, really hammers that home as anyone can be a hero. And one of the things I loved about Marvel Spider-Man was the sort of the... Um, the breaking of expectation with making Spider-Man out of college. And he is older and it's not a story that we usually get with peter parker but you know the high school trying to do the duality of being spider-man and also having a life they get that with miles now and i think that's like you have this perfect the insomniac world for spider-man is so cool because it's like you get to have the best of both worlds you get to have the spider-man who's struggling to do school and be spider-man at the same time and then you also get the spider-man who's trying to be an adult and like trying to learn what that means and I just, I really can't wait to see what they do in, like, the proper sequel. And I think this is really setting the stage for switching characters, switching perspectives, and adding more of the Spider family, which I just, the the idea of what they could do next is really exciting. Can we get a Spider-Gwen game? That is Please. my it's exact possible. next I was going to say Spider-Pig, but... <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll <laughs> take Spider-Man yeah. Spider Noir, Spider-Man 2099, the, bring the, them all. The into the, so I pre-ordered the Ultimate Edition because I'm a sucker for anything Spider-Man. Yes. I played through a lot of that game with the Into the Spider-Verse suit. Yep. I played through it with the 20 or the 12 frame per second mod enabled. How good does that thing like Oh just, my it, god. I almost cried when I I did cry. In, in performance mode, the way that it ran, I I was nearly in tears. I, I I fully I did cry and oh my god there's 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 like some moments where the we'll like the spoiler no, to, free. yeah we'll to, the spoiler no free. spoilers I will say the soundtrack is phenomenal and there's points where the soundtrack really helps push the emotions that much forward and there's a very specific moment early on where I fully was in tears swinging around as spider-man yep. and I had the into the spider-verse skin on the whole time and just it 
it is a really special game and i think just that's all i can say is it's just it's really special and i loved every second of it and i can't wait to platinum it i'm slowly making my way through it but i'm also trying to play every other game that i bought because i bought way too fucking many just play yeah. miles do what i did i platinum astro i platinum miles and i'm happier for it mm. yeah i i hmm. platinumed i platinumed bug snacks and then i platinumed uh uh astro and I, i'm like picking through demon souls i'm it I'm, I'm playing all of the games that are like my palate cleansers for Demon Souls because it's like if I if I'm just if I strictly just play Demon Souls, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. So <laughs> and I'm going to love myself. So all the other games I'm calling palate cleansers. So <laughs> so I have Sackboy, a big adventure. I'm gonna play that next. I'm excited to play it. Um, I I kind of hate that how how some games like I know with Sackboy to get the platinum you're gonna have to play co-op at least yeah. for at least two of those trophies. I hate I hate when I hate games that lock platinum trophies behind online play and co-op especially mm. online play because it's like what if the servers go down then it's like oh well yeah. I, like if you want to play yeah. like i think doesn't resistance require online multiplayer trophies like i was like well I, the servers are closed for yeah. that so i was like i can't even platinum resistance now if i wanted to play the game can, <laughs> so i was like can i we, hate uh, when they do that can we talk about that for a second um obviously most of us have platinumed astro right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i'm the only one who has okay. it you, you've got to be close. Yep, you're you the only one. Yeah. I feel like in your first playthrough, you kind of just, even when you're just like fucking around in the game, you just kind of unlock a trophy, which is literally how I unlocked like yeah. the majority of those trophies. I just fucked around like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure the moment I'm the moment you start the game, you're automatically close. So <laughs> you're you're at least within like three hours of finishing the platinum when yeah. you start it for the first time. So yeah. question: Why are there three separate trophies for Astrobot? And because one of them is a speedrunning trophy, which I really liked. Um, but the other two trophies um, that exist seemed like they could have been built into the regular trophies. I'll look them up. Well, I, I know think it was more so just so that those trophies didn't keep you from getting the platinum. But Which I actually kind of appreciated. I, but there was one like trophy that didn't make a whole lot that of would sense. keep people from the platinum. Like, there was one trophy I think you get where it's like you literally, yeah, you cleared the game you beat the game and it's like that's not even part of the trophies to get the platinum and i was like i don't know why that wasn't part of the trophy to get the platinum because i was like it you you yeah. have to you get it when you complete the story like this is literally it, a story trophy you get we yeah so the three trophies before, the three trophies in question are play as no limits clear the game and got the new generation artifacts which are the playstation 4 and it, playstation 5 and it, its accessories run astro run got a total speed run time of seven minutes or under and Gravity Days, which is make the CPU chip punch the glass sphere, sending at least 10 bots flying. Uh, which, I, I don't get that one either, because, like, that one is very easy to... Yeah. It, it requires a slight bit of puzzle solving of figuring out how to do that, but once you get it, it's like, I don't see why they couldn't include that in the main game. Mm -hmm. Maybe the last two were tied to, like, late late additions to the game? Like, we're not seeing them come through as, like, patched in, so to speak, but maybe that functionality, like, maybe the speedrunning wasn't there or wasn't initially planned for day one, and they were able to get it out. I I, I don't know. Well, yeah. Speedrunning is great. It, it was, yes. I was very confused by it. it. It threw me off. I was like, okay, maybe not. I can see maybe not the, the speedrunning one, maybe not being part of, like, Platinum, but the beating the game and even the the other one with the CPU bot, like, I've, I was like, you could have put... I, I don't know. I felt like they could have put those in there, and I feel like that still wouldn't take away from this being one of the easier games to get a Platinum in. I'm just surprised those yeah. were separated. Maybe you're right that yeah. they're a late edition uh, being put in. 
because uh, none of them were like too hard like the speed running trophy i'm down to like it's under seven minutes and i think i'm down to like five minutes and 47 seconds on my total time now well i got that trophy the first time clearing each of the speed runs because you only have like there's eight of them so you have to be like what, 50 seconds each under one. a minute maybe around 45 seconds on each and you Something clear like that, it without yeah. much issue so Greg Miller of Kind of Funny actually made a very important point with regards to the speedrunning trophy, which is that, you know, I think we kind of sometimes ignore the fact that there are a huge amount of people that don't particularly care for speedrunning in games or don't particularly care for multiplayer in games or any of these sorts of things that are viewed as kind of like extra to the main experience. And I think that them relegating the speedrunning trophy to the DLC trophy pack one kind of bubble that the other two trophies are inside of is basically the developer's way of being like you don't have to bother with this if speed running is not really your speed well and yeah, that's I mean, kind of my so like i want to segue that into is there a situation where we see multiplayer trophies done like this I, I mean, so. they I hope so. Back in the back in the day, there were like a sporadic few trophy lists that did that. Like for example, the one I the distinctive one I remember was Killzone Three. That one split up its trophies into a single player pack and a multiplayer pack, and that was during the PlayStation Three era. So, I think it's like I, I totally wish that we see more of that going forward. But the fact that it didn't ca catch on immediately back during that era makes me feel a little bit doubtful i mean it's also the, another the issue thing too because it's like even when like if some people decide they want to play like let's say an older battlefield game or something it's it'd be almost virtually hard to play like because you know with call of duty and like battlefield there's such a herd mentality of oh a new one just got announced i gotta buy this year's game or else i'm not gonna have anybody to play with like i i just feel that because it's it's one of the main reasons why there's games like the last of us i have yet to play them because it's like one i don't like the multiplayer for the last of us i know some people do i don't like it but it's just so hard for me to try to find a match on there and it's like it, I, it's not worth my time to just go through all that which is why like i didn't get the platinum in that game and one of the things that's stopping me is from getting it is literally the multiplayer aspect uh yeah. and then uh, so I, I just feel like at some point they need to kind of just double down on the fact like look We'll have the trophies for multiplayer if that's something you like to play, but we're not going to make that a requirement. I don't think the game should have to make that a requirement. I also concur with the speedrun thing. Like, some people, they play the game once, and then they're done. And maybe if they're close to getting the platinum, they'll go back and do whatever they need to do. But I feel like putting those type of... Putting difficulty level trophies, putting speedrun type trophies, or time trial trophies, or multiplayer trophies, I feel hinders people from wanting to platinum games in my opinion i know some people will go through don't get me wrong but i just feel like it's very intimidating is the word i should yeah the other, thing I, the, the other thing i could add to this is maybe not something we're all thinking of but something that is front of mind is not everyone has the dexterity like is physically able to complete those speed run levels or complete it in the time required to get the trophy so by separating it out as in the similar way to maybe if you have social anxiety and don't want to play multiplayer games separating those out into their own separate list and not gatekeeping the platinum trophy behind achieving those makes that trophy more accessible yeah. it's not necessarily easier albeit like some of these challenges are difficult for people and definitely those who aren't as physically able to complete the trope like the the speed runs in time uh, but it makes that that ultimate goal of the platinum more accessible and i think that's a good trend to move towards uh, i do want to just issue a quick correction you actually do had to you did have to play a couple of multiplayer matches in kill zone three 
to get the platinum in that game. I apologize for making a grievous error such as that. Well, and how dare you? Chris? I don't mind platinum or trophies where it like gets you to test an online mode, but there's no skill based requirement. Watch Dogs Two did that, where it just you got trophies for playing one or two of the different modes, um, and then that's all you needed to needed to do. Um, I I know with like Dead Rising Two, for example, they do so, they did something like that too. I think you did have to win a. I I can't remember. I don't have the trophy list off the top of my head, but I know there was like one. I think it's like you just had to win uh, one of the trophies or achievements was win an online match in Dead Rising Two. I was like, oh, that that should be easy enough. Like, yeah. I mean, if you play it enough times, eventually you gotta win. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, Though the problem with that is eventually there will be no one playing that game because it's not like. It's not a game that people are going to be continuously going back to the multiplayer for. Yeah. But as well, you, it sh wouldn't be the hard. It, it's a kind of a you know double-edged thing of. It's probably not the hardest thing to get like you know three friends on to just be like, hey, all of us just uh, all of us look for a match at the same time and we'll probably get cued with each other. I mean, a, the, another thing to think about from that perspective as well is by adding multiplayer trophies, at least on the Xbox or the PlayStation, uh, you're gatekeeping that behind a paywall. Because yeah. I know all of us are in a situation where we just either let our PlayStation Plus renew or we find deals and, yeah. and add to that. But not everyone is in a financial situation where they can do that. And by making those trophies inaccessible to those who don't pay for online access, you're, again, going to dissuade people from either playing your game or making an honest effort at completing these things if that's something they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. there, there's also another, another type of uh, trophy slash achievement that I wanted to bring up there. Uh, because not everybody has necessarily the time to invest in 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 a game that where a trophy may take a, a significant amount of time and overlapping with like the multiplayer trophies there if you think back to uh, Gears of War they have the seriously achievement oh, yeah which uh, I believe the first Gears of War you had to get 10,000 online multiplayer kills. Mm. Um, and then Gears Two, they they made it a hundred thousand, and they but it could be AIs as well. It could be AIs as well, uh, which was nice. But you know, I I I never got any of those because I didn't play enough of it. So you know, it takes a serious time it, commitment to get that. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of time commitment, we are. Uh, it is currently nine thirty, and typically there is about a uh, half hour left in the show. Um, so, hmm, I we we haven't spoken about bug snacks yet. That's a good who, point. Who wants to be talking about bug snacks? Because uh, it's a I've got to uh, go an hour and a bit into the uh, game. We did talk a little bit about in the beginning. Taylor was talking about bug snacks a little bit. Yeah, it was brought up, brought up briefly, but like we we <laughs> didn't talk about in, bug snacks. Go a little bit more in depth to what is bug snacks without because spoiling. I've only seen the yeah without, without spoiling because I've literally only seen the first trailer and I've listened to the song on Spotify. I have it downloaded. I just haven't touched it yet. Please, why should I play bug snacks? Okay, so um, I, I, uh, so think of it like Pokemon mixed with like I don't know like Ape Escape. That's bug snacks. So you play as this like journalist. I'm in. Well, yeah, you play as a journalist who. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go play. I heard Pokemon. I'm out. You guys have fun. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, well, I mean, because like literally the, the 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 bug snacks. They literally like if you pet like the strawberry looking thing and they it's called a strawberry and it'll say strawby. it'll say strawberry. Yeah, it's the cutest thing. I was like, 
kind of yeah. like what Pokemon do. They say their names of whatever it is they are. Like, bunger, 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 bunger. Bunger is my favorite. They're so cute. <laughs> and you play as a, you play as a journalist, and uh, it was so it was funny because a lot of people were like, "What the hell are these things in the game?" I was like, "They're called Grumpuses," <laughs> but <laughs> they kind of look like walruses to me. <laughs> But, a bit of a walrus, bit of a bear. It's like a yeah, it's, they're confusing. They, they, it's some Something. type of cre- just like a creature. You, yeah, so you're, you're you're a journalist, and this explorer chick uh, tells you to come to this Snacktooth Island because she has discovered this creature, this new discovery of bug snacks, which are half bug and half snack. And you get to the island, and you find out she's missing. So basically, your goal in the game, like, there's kind of technically two goals where it's like you have to bring the villagers back to the to, to uh, Snacksburg to to stay there. But then you also have to find the the person who brought you there in the first place because she's literally missing for like pretty much the entire game until until the, until the end. And it's it's like it's a little bit of like a like a platformer kind of ex- like puzzle type game so yeah. what I really liked about it was I like that I know that like there's just some things where it's like you have to do a certain way to catch a bug snack but I like how almost all of them have kind of like a few different ways of like hmm how can I figure out how to catch this bug snack because it's like you really have to get creative with the tools you have and then there's like some things yeah. where it's like you you don't necessarily have the right tools that you like you have some of the tools but not all of them and then sometimes it's like if you don't have the normal way to catch it, you can get a little creative with how you catch. Like, like there's, there's just so many different traps and like methods and strategies that you can do to try to catch these bugs. So, yeah. So okay. So what? Uh, I I have played Bug Snacks uh, because it is available on the PC on the Epic Game Store. Um, and, uh, just one of the early, so you start off, uh, you know, you can catch a strawby and it teaches you how to use a trap and you just, you, you see the path that the strawby is walking. If you get too close, it's going to run away from you. Um, so you put the trap down, you walk away and you hide. And then eventually the, the strawby will come out and, um, walk within range of the trap. You press a button and the trap fires. You've, you've caught the strawby. You can take the strawby and feed it to the other grumpuses on the island and their body parts uh horrifyingly turn into uh images of these bug snacks um Mm -hmm. as you may have seen in in some of the trailers there um as as you progress you know you you unlock different tools to to play uh not to play uh, to, to catch them to try and catch uh uh the bug snacks and uh one so one of them uh the the very next thing that you unlock is a slingshot and there are these ketchup plants so you have to you know you 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 restock your your ketchup supply by the uh plants that are growing nearby and you have to uh use your slingshot and you just sort of like lead a bunger into a a a pen uh and you catch it for somebody else so that it stops destroying their crops or whatever um this uh you have to try. You you need to try and catch these other bungers, right? And there's, uh, the the problem is if you get too close to the bunger, they're gonna hit you and they're gonna throw you up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to try and get one bunger, lead one bunger with the the slingshot catch up over to another bunger, and then you gotta 
your your last shot, you gotta catch up the, the second bunger so that the the first bunger you let you let over can run into the other bunger. And I'm speaking a lot of nonsense right now, but trust me, it makes sense. There is a puzzle to, to it. <laughs> yep. it no, yeah, yeah. Catch up and bungers. It's yeah. And you it's know, yeah. And then when you unlock more like stuff too, you can actually you don't even need to ram two bungers into each other and like like there's just so many different ways yeah. that you can catch these bugs next like i know when i the first time like before i kind of realized oh you can like you get this like you get the trap that's like one of the first things you get and i remember there's like these friders they're just basically spider french fries and you, they mm -hmm. like catch up and it's like they're on the ceiling so obviously you can't jump up and catch them but you can draw you can lure them you to put the surface. you put the trap on the floor the trap on the floor and use the ketchup yeah and before yeah. i used to make little trails to catch up but then i realized if i put the trap close enough to the friders you can put ketchup on the trap and they will still go into the trap and then you can and then you just get your trap ready and then bam like <laughs> like there's but or you could just literally just make a trail of ketchup and then lead them to the trap or you could just splat the ket like the trap with ketchup like like there's just so, there's so much like there's it's just so crazy how like creative you can get and then there's this one device you can get where it's like a little strawby and like a little ball and you have to like uh, can, like help it navigate around using like a laser pointer, and I remember there was like this other trap that I that I used too. And whenever I tried to like um, try to make a like a like a bungee cord, so to speak, to try to trip up some bug stacks, sometimes I just use that instead of having to use like a rock or a tree or something. I was like, like there's just so many different like there's so many different ways that you can catch a bug snack where it's like. It, it, it definitely rewards you for your creativity, and I think that's it's it's such a stupidly fun thing that I I, I love it so much about it for that reason. And and again, the bug snacks are cute; they're adorable. They are. They are. Um, I seem so so excited about something that sounds so bizarre to anyone who comes into this conversation halfway through. I love um, bug snacks. Have you ever thing? talked? Just hearing me go bunger bunger bunger. Have you ever listened yeah, to somebody talk about Pokemon? Yeah, I love Pokemon. I, I do every week. All the time. Yeah. I love these every week. Nathan. <laughs> yeah, Nathan. Um, got a problem? Quick question. Yeah, cozy. When when this game was first announced, uh, Young Horses, the developer behind this game, mentioned that two of their influences on this game's design were, I believe, Dark Cloud and Bioshock. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like that led to a lot of speculation amongst people that oh, this game has this seemingly benign exterior, but it actually has like a deep, dark interior and is actually like secretly like a really messed up game. Okay, look, obviously it's a very game, quirky experience. You have to play the game because uh, okay. if, I, if I say no what, spoilers, thank you. like like I will say I I see that Bioshock <clears throat> vibe to it. Like the the inspirations that they said they have, like I I totally get it. But trust me, I I cannot say anything about that without getting into spoiler territory. But I, trust and okay. believe it, it, it it's it's in there. It's just trust me. All right. <laughs> Okay, I, I I have heard on multiple other podcasts and whatnot that it is absolutely worth seeing uh, to the end. Yes, for sure. Yeah, like mm. I, I the game. I will say as much as I love the the gameplay, it do, it can get pretty repetitive very quickly. But if there's one thing that I felt kept me kind of like aside, I mean aside from the fact I really like the game, but like I feel like if there's one thing that can try to that I feel should motivate people to beat the game if they feel like it's getting too repetitive is I think the characters in the game are really great. Like I would die for Philbo. He's great. He's goofy. He's a very klutzy <laughs> guy and and uh all the characters are and like especially like if you do the side quest and you get to learn more about some of these like these NPCs. It's like like you feel a little bit I don't want to say too emotionally attached cuz like but I guess you could like I I felt 
really a part of these, like, Grumpus's lives, and I liked to see how their, like, arcs would conclude and, like, things like that. And then, like, just, it's, it's, and then there's just, like, the story itself. The story and the characters, uh, I feel like, are some of the best parts of the game, aside from the cute little bug snacks and getting to pet the bug snacks. So, (laughs) but yes, um, I I can't spoil the story. You have to play the story. It's, I'm just gonna say, I didn't, I did not expect it to end the way it did, but definitely play it and then come back to me and let me know how you thought of the story because I was, (laughs) I just had a WTF at the end. I was like, what? I'll shoot, I'll shoot you a DM once I finish the okay. game. We'll be able to talk about all the bugs. Yeah, we'll, we'll, so. we will definitely talk so about it for now. sure. I have to finish Sackboy first. Uh, that's got to be my priority. And then I get to back to yeah. bug snacks. One last quick thing about bug snacks is that, you, you meant, Taylor, you mentioned like the characters and everything. It's got a pretty good... Um, voice cast behind all the grumpuses like Yuri uh lowenthal is in it um sam regal from critical role uh plays a character in it um you've got barbara goodson who i believe is rita repulsa if i really maybe really yeah some somebody yeah (laughs) somebody yeah some yeah she does so she did the. I guess. I guess what she did is the voice for Rita Repulsa in the dub for Power Rangers. Oh, I was gonna say. I yeah, guess she was that act, voice because yeah, the actress. The Japanese actor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's got it's got a pretty big big list of names there, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, so that that probably adds to it. Anybody have any other thoughts about? Bug snacks, or aside from I now, it sounds like I need to play. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm good talking go about yeah. them. It's it's free. Now. PS Plus. It's it's go free. If you, ha- if you have a, yeah, it's free on PlayStation Plus. Like literally, you're not losing. Like if you like you know if you have a PS5, it's free. Just, you. just add it down. to your account, say, if, and it'll yeah, be you, there. Yeah, even if you don't, but like even if you don't have a PS5, yeah, yeah. just add it. Just add, I did, and I still bought it on PC because I don't have a PS5, and I added it. For free there because i might play it again who knows i mean i mean you'll, just... you'll get a ps5 in time for destruction all-stars in february right maybe i don't know yeah that was the thing that he was waiting for <laughs> yep 100 well, yeah and by the, then i was holding out the next gen version of avengers like yeah it's gonna be a pretty good I, first few years of 2020 or months of yeah i um, i was waiting to get an xbox for halo and i was waiting for destruction all-stars for a ps5 so it makes perfect seem sense. like equivalents yeah yeah, absolutely on par, equal. Avengers. Yeah, um, I just. Oh what? It's just. Yeah. We don't say the a word anymore. But see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bug Snacks is just a fun game. Like, I I know some people are like, oh, this game looks silly, or oh, it looks like it's a kids game and all this stuff. I was like, okay, you know what? Don't put that. Don't don't have that type of attitude going into the game. Just go into this game. Spider Man could be a kids be... game for all you. Kids, I mean, look. Right? I mean, but listen. If you just saw that it. announcement trailer, like you should have known what kind of game this was gonna be. It's gonna be a very fun and goofy game. Like literally, the guy at the end was like, "I was trying to hold a lamp with my weedy hands." Like you already knew they were gonna have some stupid shit that was gonna make you laugh. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> oh, and you saw him. He looked. He had like a fucking now. cinnamon bun, like nose or something. That he had like these hot dog hands, like. I was like, you should, her hand turned into a curly fry. Like, come on. You knew this game was not going to take itself seriously. And that's what's great about the game. It's like, it's not taking itself seriously, but that's what makes it fun. I think if people, I mean, if Cozy hadn't convinced me to play Apex tonight, somehow I'd be playing Bugsnax tonight. So thanks, Cozy. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) 
Speaking of which, uh, I actually have been playing a fair bit of Apex on my PlayStation 5. Uh, it's still the PlayStation 4 release of it. Uh, and there's really not too much to talk about. I, I can hear everybody grumbling because I talk about Apex a lot on this podcast. Uh, its frame rate is through the roof now, thanks to the PlayStation 5's extra processing power. Uh, but I mean, it's still the same old experience, which obviously is great because the same old experience of Apex is a great experience. Uh, which, I mean, I feel like this is kind of a good transition point to talking about some of the other games we've been playing on the PlayStation yeah, 5. Yeah, go for but, it. Uh, I mean, outside of Apex, I also played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts uh, Melody of Memory. Or maybe it's Memory Alex, of Melody. Alex, any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, we Alex. Alex. Some crazy we, we've been name waiting. That, that, that Tetsuya Nomura was like, yeah, let's just make this a really crazy name because fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, we're still waiting for your thoughts on this game. How I, you know, get back to me in 2021. Wasn't Alex the, the funny thing about convince you to play Kingdom Hearts? I'm what? sorry, two people talked at the same time. I have no <laughs> idea what was said. <laughs> play Kingdom Hearts, you coward. Uh, I, the uh, funny, it's all on Game Pass. It oh, is literally right. all of them. You could Is do it. I could. Also, you know what I just yeah. uh, on on <laughs> console. Oh, you know what I just realized. I, I did yeah. a quick search, and um, I, anyone who's played Bug's Eyes, like Wambus, the character Wambus, he, uh, the his voice actor also voiced Soldier Seventy Six in Overwatch, and I just think that's like because the the oh. character he voices in Bug's Eyes is very much a country guy. Now, He's the farmer that farms sauces. Like <laughs> now, Cozy's in. Because he's oh, yeah. all in Soldier now. 76 I, I, Overwatch is what it took. You got him. Yeah, Over, Overwatch, a game I've never played. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I do want to say quickly with regards to Kingdom Hearts, it's um, a surprisingly uh, good game so far. The thing about this that is really surprising is typically with the Kingdom Hearts series, I'm used to loading up the game and then watching a you know 20 minute engrossing cutscene about the state of the Kingdom Hearts world before getting into any proper gameplay. This game straight up like five seconds into the game starts up with gameplay because the opening music video to the game allows you to like actually play it as you play most of the other levels in the game and then from there it's immediately into a tutorial and you're immediately into levels you only get your first bit of story content like i'd say five levels into the game and even then all it is is basically Kyrie one of the leading females of the series talking about basically the events of the past games over footage of the past games we there's no like new story content yet at all and it's it's really weird again as somebody who is so used to the kingdom Hearts series being so perhaps too story rich uh but i'm enjoying it quite a bit despite that the rhythm gameplay of it it requires a bit of an adjustment but i feel myself getting better the more and more i play it did they release a keyblade guitar peripheral from mad cats with this I don't even think that Mad Cats is still around. No, they are. I'm pretty sure they, they are. are. Yeah, yeah no, they are. They, they came they back a few years closed, ago. But yeah, they came back. Weren't they publishing games at one point? Um, with yeah, so GameStop. <laughs> uh, yeah, they technically came back January fourth, uh, 2018. Um, but yeah, so they've been around for like a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, I know they announced, like, yeah, I haven't really heard a whole lot about Mad Cats now that I think about it. Like, Looks like they're doing mice, keyboards, yeah. arcade sticks kind of deal. 
But, kind of like okay. what they were doing, but I know they also did like a whole bunch of console-focused third-party stuff. I added this like one yep. GameCube controller from them. It was really good. I kind of everyone <laughs> had a janky Mad Cats <sighs> controller that your sister ended up using when you played games. I was so brother. I actually preferred the Mad Cats controller. <laughs> the, like, the, no, 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 the crazy GameCube person, one. But that's okay. No, the GameCube one. I don't know. I, I think it was just like the, the maybe the rubber grips or whatever. I thought I I don't know. I don't know. I like. The field, I don't know. It's so, I don't know how to, you need to, uh, listen, you got to hear my whole thought process of like how I play certain genres on certain controllers and certain gamepad. Like, it's a really, I, I remember I explained it to someone once and they're like, that is the craziest thing you've ever told me in your life, Taylor. And I was like, I know. I feel like we'll have to have you back for a one-on-one episode to tell us all about your I, gaming habits. Resident Evil the, with the chainsaw com- the controller, that would be an experience. Well, the Mad Cats controllers definitely got better as they went on. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Until they went up. Yeah. Until yeah they well, back. so by that point, they had the reputation Mad Cat, and nothing could save them. So this is per Wikipedia. Mad Cats apparently ceased operations in March of 2017. And then in January of 2018, Mad Cats Global Limited, which is a new company that was headquartered in Kowloon, Hong Kong, uh, that basically obtained ownership of the previous Mad Cats trademarks, announced that they were coming back and announced a whole bunch of new Mad Cats products at CES. So they're back, but like under a different form, guys, body, soul, etc. Yeah, definitely more focused they're, on like They're the back to the stuff. extent that someone bought the brand. Oh, this is like THQ <laughs> Nordic. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah, just come yeah, back. Yeah, there we go. Hmm. Okay, I just all decided right. to look at some of their stuff, and I was like, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> We're all think distracted I'd buy by the Mad Cats stuff, now. But I, I kind of like the design. Not, not enough kinda to buy it. it. Yeah, I, it's yeah. unorthodox, kind of like the Alienware stuff, <laughs> like the Alienware PC gaming. Just stuff. Alienware <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> one more game that I want to talk about that I've been playing on the PlayStation 5 is a little PlayStation 4 game by the name of My Name is Mayo. So... (laughs) Wait, the original or the sequel? This is uh, the sequel, My Name is Mayo 2. Yeah, I should have specified that. So the thing about My Name is Mayo is, in case you don't know, it's a very easy platinum game where you tap on a mayo jar and learn about the mayo jar's various exploits and experiences in life. Uh, My Name is Mayo 2 is largely more the same. Yeah, very engrossing and also gross stories occasionally. Uh, My Name is Mayo 2 is interesting in that one of the story paths in the game actually has you playing... Uh, yes, a bunch of mini games that take the grossing and engrossing factor of the game up to another notch. As you can see right here, I'm in the middle of a mini game where I basically have to throw shit at the mayo jar to cause it to tap. It's for anyone um, who's made it this far into the podcast, I want to personally apologize for the fact that you <laughs> brought up my name is Mayo too. Well, can I bring it up next week? Because I'm I, probably going to buy. I don't apologize at all. You don't I'm have looking to. on the Steam page right now. It, it's like it's two bucks. It's less yeah. than that. Ooh, it's like a dollar like a good fifty. Deal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. AJ, it's a, well, oh yeah. It's yeah. It's a dollar nineteen. Up, please. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're getting. We. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're getting a little distracted now by the monkey flinging shit. Um. <laughs> all right. Um. <laughs> Y'all remember that old flash? Is there? Is there? Tank, the monkey. Yeah, it's oh man, that's a cl- that takes me back. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, is there any th- closing thoughts that you have 
your hopes for the future in terms of PlayStation. I'm, I'm going to go through everybody one at a time. Uh, and and ju- just, yeah, like, like we did off the top, give me your closing thoughts and le- let's hope... Let, let's be hopeful for the future, and let's let let's just give our closing thoughts on where let's we be hope hopeful for the future in general, and not just for the PlayStation. Lot, lots of yeah, in in general, uh, <laughs> for the planet, uh, for America especially, right now in these trying don't, times. Don't forget um, about Canada. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we need to help our big brother out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mitch, uh, PS5, um, closing thoughts. What do you hope for the future? We're off to a great start. Controller's great. Thank God the store is functional. They still have some work to do with the OS. Yes, I have heard this. Nathan. That's it. Uh, Very similar uh, to Mitch. I think it's a really good step forward. I think there's some fine-tuning the OS that needs to happen. The controller is wicked. I think this is probably the best launch lineup that's ever come out for a console. Um, there's no specific one like enormous launch game, but everything is doing well right across the board. Um, it's very solid. And then what we've got coming within the next year is even just icing on the cake. Chef's kiss. Can't wait to talk about this after a full year on the market. Absolutely. Absolutely. Taylor. Bug snacks. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> a lot of, um, a lot of potential off to a great start already. And we're only what a weekend. Uh, I think I'm, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with SSD expansion because Sony hasn't really detailed how they're going to do that with upgrading it internally and how they're going to handle external SSD. Uh, and again, I feel like just like storage space is going to be a big problem with this generation because of just like how big these file sizes are and like all the cool hardware stuff that like comes with these games now. But PS5, the DualSense is one of the most innovative controllers that's come out in a long time. I'm curious to see how third-party developers are really going to take advantage of of the haptic feedback technologies. The exclusives, I'm pretty happy with so far. I can't wait to see what Ratchet & Clank is all about, because that's, Mm -hmm. like, personally my personal, like, highly anticipated game for next year. Uh, But I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the future holds for the PlayStation 5. I I feel very confident that it's going to have a very long lifespan. Um, And, again, I just really want to know how they're going to just handle storage expanse, because, like, Seriously, what's what's going what's going what's going on here? <laughs> Sorry, can I just say one thing before you get to the next uh, participant yeah. in this? Um, yeah, go for it. So I was playing Miles, and I finished a side mission, and a cop car drove up to the crime scene and ran someone over, and that was weird. Hmm. Uh, that hmm. sounds like actual cops okay. in the states. Yeah, those are the cops Yikes. I'm familiar with. I just needed to tell that story. I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alex, let's hear from you. Uh, the PlayStation 5 is a phenomenal piece of hardware that I am, every time I boot it up, I just am so, like, surprised by it. I'm still not used to the fact that Miles Morales loads within not even 30 seconds. Like, from when I press play on the PlayStation Start menu to actually swinging around is not even 30 seconds. It's insane. We I'm didn't still... even talk about how crazy fast travel is in that game. Yeah, it's literally instant. Um, here's the thing: is the reason I bought a PlayStation Four was because of Sony First Party Studios. The reason I bought a PlayStation Five was because what Sony First Party Studios are going to do. I can't wait to see what the future holds for these studios because they are, without a doubt, some of the best developers working full stop. 
and goddamn show me what god of war ragnarok looks like i need to know what that game looks like i'm holding up my leviathan axe tattoo because i god of war is i've been thinking about this more and more god of war is at least in my top two favorite games of all time it the more i think about it the more it almost could be number one i feel like it's going to interchange with halo 3 like if you ask me on whatever day of the week I just I love that game so much and I can't wait to see what they do next. I thought, just I thought the so. axe was called a keyblade. The future of I'm just gonna ignore that. The future of <laughs> the future of the PlayStation 5 is really strong and show me what Naughty Dog's gonna do. We've already seen what one of the Insomniac Studios can do. Show me what Gorilla can do. Show me what um, uh, Sucker Punch, show me what they can all do because they have so much potential with this piece of hardware and the controller as well. Cozy? I mean, I echo a lot of what has already been said. I think that the lineup of games thus far was is great. I think that the lineup of games that is yet to come is looking really great. I think that the controller is great as well. And I just think that Sony needs to spend a little bit of time tinkering away and reworking the PlayStation 5's UI. Uh, one thing I didn't bring up that I, I don't know if you would really call this a UI thing, but I was a little disappointed to discover last week that when you're in a voice chat with other people, you can't configure it so that the voice chat audio goes through your TV speakers. I have a specific audio thing set up where basically I connect a 3.5 millimeter audio cable from the monitor that my video games are being played into into my PC and then from there uh via voice me or banana into the headphones i'm currently wearing and basically i got into an online session with some friends last week and i was unable to hear them through that setup i could only hear them by basically listening to them through the little speaker on the controller so i i don't know necessarily if that specific issue will be rectified but it's a little bit disappointing because that was not an issue on the playstation 4 before this and I'm hoping that Sony will kind of take the time to listen to our little critiques here and there and act on them. Amazing. Uh, yeah, no, um, hearing all you guys uh, talk about the PS5 and whatnot, I definitely am getting a, a strong case of FOMO, um, not having one. Um, I definitely need to get my hands on that controller at some point. Um, every, as long as you know, you mask I, up and you sanitize, you're welcome in my apartment anytime. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, the uh, I I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm at work and whatnot. Um, and and yeah, the there's definitely a lot of the UI uh, issues that I've heard about. Um, and I, I've seen videos of it working or not quite working the way you you would intuitively expect it to uh that that could have anything to do from either they just completely missed it or you know covid got in the way and work working from home got in the way and they were not able to quite tighten some of those those aspects up and you know everybody's mm -hmm. going through it right now um we're about to potentially go into another lockdown at the end of this week uh, ourselves because yeah. second wave spiking you know, where we may be in, in Canada and, you know, we may be better off than some other places in the world right now. But, you know, we're, we're not doing good ourselves here. Let's better let's not worse, doesn't make it safe. Nope. Does not make it does it, not make it. OK. And that's it's not that's a competition. Sure. Let's no, put it that not way. a comfort. It's, it's a competition to get better, maybe. 
sure Ideally. maybe <laughs> maybe anyway um yeah thank thank you to uh everyone for tuning in to this episode of press yyz if you enjoyed what you heard here be sure to check us out on twitch rate review us on apple Podcasts, give us a follow on our twitter account at press yyz which we will keep you up to date when we go live post new episodes etc etc of course you can also find the rest of the crew on social media mr mitch george is that where people can find you on the social media they can find me on the social media, yeah. Mr. Mitch George everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. I'm um, going to be playing Apex tonight with Cozy and Alex. Probably getting That's correct. this weekend. Uh, looking forward to that. Appreciate everyone for coming along on this journey. But yeah, Mr. Mitch George, MR Mitch George, anywhere you find people. Cozy? Yeah, of course. You can always find me on Twitter, at Alex Kazina. And on Twitch at twitch.tv slash live, as Mitch previously hinted at multiple times, we are going to be playing Apex together tonight. This is going to be the first in a series in which I'm going to be educating Mitch and Alex Ballant on the ways of Apex Legends. So if you have been meaning to see us all give Respawn Entertainment's Battle Royale a shot together, be sure to tune in. Yeah, we'll see if the series lasts more than one episode. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it will. I, I think that you'll be you, you fully indoctrinated into King's Canyon and Olympus and the many delights of the world of Apex by the end of the Those night. Those are definitely words. <laughs> he said some words, that's for sure. Alex, where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram, I am blatantly Alex, and on Twitter, I am blatantly underscore Alex. All right, Nathan? Uh, follow me at the underscore uh and Mac, uh, I'm too tired tonight for some reason. Um, but check out my reviews at <laughs> too many video games. Yeah, uh, check out my reviews at ps4blog.net, uh, where I'll have a review of Warhammer, Chaos, Bane. Chaos Bane. Yeah, Chaos Bane's uh, coming out for PS5, as well as I'm working on my Sackboy review uh, code provided by Sony. So um, hopefully, I'll have that to talk about in the near future as well. Once I'm more into it. Great. Taylor, thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. It, it's been an, an absolute pleasure to have you here. You've provided some uh, amazingly insightful feedback that, that you know, our, our not very uh, diverse uh, group of dudes up here uh, north of the border um, can necessarily uh, contribute to. So uh, it's, it's, been, it's been great to have you. How can people uh, keep up with you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tay Nixter. That's T-A-Y-N-I-X-S-T-E-R. Uh, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I am a journalist. Uh, so if you want to keep up to date with me professionally, you can find all my work at TheVerge.com. All right. I have been your host, AJ Fraser. Uh, you can find me all over the internet at Times Hero, capital T, capital H. Uh, and yeah. With that, I, I guess that'll do it. Uh, until next time, thank you for playing. Sweet. Take care, guys.